Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. Well, hello and welcome back to the Naked Marriage Podcast. We are Dave and Ashley Willis. And on this podcast, we address the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. And we are continuing in our series about nine habits that can lead to divorce. And you guys, we are on number four, I believe. And it's a really good one today. Dave's going to tell you all about it in just a minute. But before we dive into that, I want to read another review. And thank you guys so much for taking the time to write a review. It is the best way to let people know about this podcast. So if this podcast means something to you, we would be so grateful if you could leave a review. It doesn't take much time at all. But it also it also keeps us going. It keeps oh, us yeah, motivated. It encourages us, for sure. Putting out this content. And not just us, but the entire team that you don't ever see behind the scenes who's working just as hard, if not harder than us, to make all this possible. It like- really... Our Keeps producer, us all going. Eric Randall, yes. and Jonathan Armbruster, two incredible tech ninjas. They are amazing. Marriage champions that are that are right here with us today. We could not do this without them. Yeah, we've got we're we're part of a wonderful team here. We are, we are. All right, so today's review is called One True Love 2911. And the person says this. Thank you for all you do for God in this ministry. This podcast has helped me in so many ways. God is bringing healing and restoration into my life and my marriage. I even listen with my 18 and 20-year-olds in the car, and I want them to, to know God God's way is always best. And you guys, man, that just, when, when not only it's helping your marriage, but you're even having your your you know, older kids listen to this so that they can learn something for for their future marriages. That just, it just makes our day. So thank you so much for leaving that review. And we hope that the podcast continues to be a big blessing to you. Yeah. And also it it gives people a great idea of, you know, listen to this in front of your teenage kids or your young adult children or your friends or whoever else, because in doing that, you're helping to spread the word. And with young people in particular, you're helping give them a foundation for their future relationships and future marriage. And you can't start too early building that solid foundation because the world's bombarding us with all kinds of wrong information about marriage and sex and love and all those things. So we want this to be a safe place to point back to the truth of what God says about these things. So thank you so much for listening, for sharing reviews like that, and for helping spread the word. Uh, It's a great episode today. We're in a series on the nine habits that lead to divorce, and I think that the one we're going to talk about today is, is something really practical. Stick around to the very end. Ashley shares something at the end of today's talk that uh, I think is just such a, a beautiful challenge that spoke directly to me in ways that I want to approach the day for both marriage and life in general. I think it has great application. So let's dive in. All right, we are back in the nine habits that lead to divorce. And this fourth one, I think, is a common one, and that's giving your leftovers 
instead of giving your best. That's why we're calling this episode Love Versus Leftovers. Mm-hmm. And so what do we mean by giving your leftovers? It's it's when you you only give your spouse what's left over after you've given all the best of your energy to everything else, mm-hmm. to your work, to your kids, to your hobbies, to your friends. And then whatever else is left is what your spouse gets. And it's easy to fall into this trap when you think that, well, my spouse is an adult, they can deal, but all these other things are critical. Like my work needs me. My kids need me. My, you know, these, this friend in crisis needs me. Everybody else needs me. My spouse, it just has to learn that they're going to have to deal with whatever's left over. Mm -hmm. But that's not love. And that's certainly not going to help a marriage thrive. We've got to give our spouse the best of ourselves. And the more we do that, the more it's going to energize us to be at our best for everyone else. You know, I love how you said our, my spouse is just going to have to learn or whatever. That that is a if you're wondering, well, do we fall into this? That's a phrase. Like if that's you phrase, find yourself yeah. thinking or saying, Well, they're a grown man or or you know, she's a grown woman. My spouse just needs to know how to handle this, you know. Basically, like you're on your own, I'm gonna deal with this. And it's like, you know, and and you in your mind you justify it because they are, I mean, technically a grown woman or a grown man. And yes, they can do a lot on their own, but really underneath all of that, underneath that phrase is a lack of care. And it's really saying like, you know, you're just, you know, I love you. I don't need to like show you. I mean, you know, I vowed to, you know, my life to you and just move, please like step aside so I can do all these other things that I need to get to. And so it becomes very dismissive. And I think that's where we see a lot of the marital problems, you know, come into there. And I just want to say really quick, um, when it comes to leftovers, (laughs) Don't eat your spouse's leftovers. <laughs> okay. Without this, checking first. This was the first fight I remember having as a married couple. And it wasn't even really a fight. It was just I had wounded you, I think, so deeply and frustrated you. So, yes, while we're on the topic of leftovers. We had to talk about this. So here here was the, the scenario. We were young, newly married, and uh, we had gone out to eat the night before, and Ashley had being very resourceful, not wasting anything as poor newlyweds. Uh, she had saved what was left of her dinner, got it boxed Which up. Which I can't remember even what it was, but I must have really loved it. Right. She had it boxed up and she had brought it home to put in the fridge. Now, I thought the whole, like, we share everything now <laughs> means, like, everything is all of ours. Yes. Um, she had planned, I did not realize, that that was, like, going to be her dinner the next night or when she got home from work, what she was going to eat. So I had gone home. I had like walked home for lunch, opened up the fridge and opened up that box. I'm like, oh, this looks good. Yeah, it was. It was it, real good. Was, and I ate it. <laughs> and so then she got home from work and she opened up the Famished. fridge. Famished. So hungry. She'd been looking forward all day. All You guys know, when you save something from a restaurant, you... And you know it's in your fridge, and like you're you're in lean times, okay? Because we were in very lean. Oh yeah, times. we were broke. You know you dream about it. You were dreaming about that meal. You've had a hard day at mm. work. No you're peanut like, butter and jelly thinking, tonight. Right? I'm, you're I'm like, eating. I'm getting the legit restaurant food that's yeah. left over. So I come home, and I'm like really hungry too. And I'm <laughs> I am not happy when I'm super hungry. Like no. I, my blood sugar was running low. <laughs> so I go I go to the fridge, open it up, and I get the box, and I'm so excited. And I open it, and literally. There was like a nugget left, like like I don't or what like, like like a smidge. I, I hadn't seen her this disappointed in a long time. She was like, "Where's the food? Where is it? I was gonna eat that." It was like she wasn't finishing any sentences. She was just saying all these things, and then she looked at me and said, "Just forget it." 
<laughs> she like stormed off. And I was like, what did I do? Well, I realized quickly what I had done. I'd eaten her food. You, left the, you, you ate my leftovers. And I did. And, and that's the last time. Like, I have not touched it. If she puts a box in the fridge, even though everything is ours. Well, you just ask first. But that box in the fridge, so, that is hers. And yes. if I'm going to even nibble on it now, I'm like, my love. I know. Can I have Can I a have, little bit of this? Are you going to really eat this? You know, because yeah. leftovers a lot of times get like passed by. But this was just in a season where we ate every leftover. <laughs> we okay? ate everything. We definitely did. So that, but even though that's a that's a wonderful story, and I, I don't think we've ever shared that. We have never shared but, that. We were reminded of it the other day. I don't know why, but I, I probably ate something. You probably yours. did. You probably did. But when it comes to leftovers, like in how we treat our spouse, you know, we use that term leftovers because we we all we we know what that means, right? But we don't want to give our spouse our our leftovers when it comes to how we treat them. We don't want to give our best to these perfect strangers or to our colleagues or whoever all day long, only to come home and be spent to give our our spouse, you know, our leftovers or our grunts or our lack of attention because yeah. we've, you know, given it to everybody else. And I'm not saying like, well, don't talk to anybody during the day so you can save up for your spouse at night. That's not what I'm saying at all. Right. But I'm just saying that we all need to be mindful of, of smiling when we come home, putting down our phones, putting down our laptops, and literally looking our spouse in the eye and giving them the attention that they not only need, but that they more than deserve only because they're your spouse, right? I'm not saying they earned it by how they be- were behaving or anything like that, but just by the the very fact that they're your spouse or the person that you made all these vows to, that you've pledged your life to, right? They deserve your best attention and um, and we need to give each other our best attention. And this is something that I think the longer we're together, the more we tend to fall into this. I think people are like, well, you know, he knows, he knows I see him. He knows I'm just tired when I come home you know, whatever, like we make excuses, but what you'll find is that one or both spouses feel neglected. I mean, really they feel neglected emotionally and, um, and then you start to see a disconnect. And that's why we put this on the list of the habits that really do lead to divorce. Mm-hmm. Because when we kind of do an autopsy, so to speak, on a, on a marriage that's died and ended in divorce, and we say, well, what were the causes that led to that? Just like an actual autopsy, we say, right. what are the causes that led to the, the death of this body? Um, this is one of those things that comes up a lot that that the couple got into a habit of giving the best of their energies other places, giving each other just whatever scraps were left over, right. um, which usually meant that they were never at their best for each other. They were they were always tired or short tempered or whatever, or just not there, just not fully present. Right. And then, like Ashley just said, that causes a pulling away, and you're going to gravitate to those places where you're giving your best. The Bible says it this way, wherever your treasure is there, your heart will be also. In other words, wherever you're giving what's most valuable to you, your heart is going to follow there as well. So if you're giving the very best parts, the treasure of your time, the treasure of your energy or your resources, wherever, you know, to other friendships or to work or your kids or whatever else, that's where your heart's going to be. And if there's no part of your heart left over for your spouse, then you're robbing them of that attention and affection that is rightfully theirs, and that marriage is going to just suffocate. Mm -hmm. It's going to starve. Just like a body needs air to breathe to stay alive, a marriage needs love and attention and affection. And if you rob it of that, it's going to suffocate. 
I love learning. I know that sounds nerdy and dorky, but I just love learning. I love understanding history and how things fit together and what's happening in the world. But if you're like me, you're busy and it's hard to learn. It can be expensive to learn. Maybe you want to keep learning and growing. You're like, I don't know how to fit that into my schedule. I got the perfect solution for you. And it's Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College is a world-class accredited university that's offering some of their core courses for free. I mean, absolutely free. They're just wanting to spread knowledge here. I'm telling you, it sounds too good to be true, but it really is true. They're making it possible for you to learn about world economics and things like ancient Christianity, which I highly recommend. It's an 11 lecture course where you study the inspiring stories of Christ and his apostles and the faithful ones throughout the first centuries of Christianity, plus learning the the basics of Christian apologetics. And guys, you can do this for free. I'm so excited about what Hillsdale does. I love their commitment to faith and values, and you can take part in this by going to hillsdale.edu slash naked to enroll at no cost. And it's easy to get started. It's H-I-L-L-S-D-A-L-E dot E-D-U slash N-A-K-E-D to register. That's hillsdale.edu slash naked naked. One goal we've had as a family lately is to try to just eat healthier and junk is sometimes more convenient and we're eating unhealthy, not because we want to, but it's just because it's what's easy to grab. But then came along Thrive. That's right. Thrive Market is helping us in really simple, practical ways. And as a Thrive Market member, we save money on every single grocery order. On average, we save over 30% each time, which I mean, I don't know about you, but I love saving money. They even have a deals page that changes daily and always has some of our favorite brands, which right now we are loving the Hum brand, Zero Sugar Kombucha. And so check those out. Go to Thrive Market, join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash naked for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash N-A-K-E-D, thrivemarket.com slash naked. Absolutely. That's a great analogy, sweetie. And I know it's kind of sad and maybe a little bit morbid, but it's the truth. I mean, this is really how it goes. And I I love that term autopsy. I think it's really, it's good, you know, kind of to do a a pre-autopsy, so to speak, to where maybe you kind of look at this, at where things are right now in your relationship and think if we peeled back the curtain, what's working, what's not. I think it's really good for all married couples to do that and to talk frankly about it, right? And to say like, okay, what are we doing well? Where do we need to to work on things? And that's why we do these podcast episodes like this. I think uh, what we need to talk about right now, sweetie, is, you know, maybe people get what we're talking about. They get the dynamic and they're like, yeah, that's not good. Like they can recognize, okay, I need to give my spouse my best, but it's a little murky. Like I, I don't know what the signs are. What would you say are some of the telltale signs of this? Do you want me to start or do you want to go ahead? No, you go ahead. I'm- okay. We'll be thinking about it. I would say like when I think about leftovers, I think about always coming home angry and or apathetic. Like when someone, yeah. whenever, and when I say coming home, like when you're, when you've been out for the day working, um, depending on what kind of shift you have, obviously, but when you come back together where there's just always, your your spouse always seems to be a little ticked off at you. Like they're just not in the best place, right? That's a sign because they're they're clearly not not trying to even put their best foot forward. And I'm not saying you always have to be cheery. I mean, obviously we we have moods, but we can be in a bad mood and still be respectful, right? And now when there's no respect, you know, you come home and there's no respect and willingness to even lend a listening ear 
that's a major problem because you're not giving your best. I would say another one is they are constantly, um, you know, finding reasons to not be home or to not be with you, you know, whether it be going out with colleagues after work to extend that, that time away from home. Uh, maybe it's, you know, taking on volunteer activities that are, you know, well above what they really should be doing because it's actually infringing on your family time. But it's like a, a you know, they call it volunteering and like, like it's out of the goodness of their heart, but really it's just to stay away from home. Do you know? And I know I'm yeah, probably stepping yeah, on some toes good. here. Um, I've known people to use the church in this way. Mm, preach. No, I mean, really, we have. Um, there's even pastors that have used this. Like, it's just the, it's my calling. You know, I got to be with the people of the church. And it's like, God never calls you to serve him and his people at the expense of your family, your very first ministry. And so when when we try to use the church or our volunteering, you know, as a as a means to stay away from home, we're we're missing the point here, right? We're neglecting yeah. our family, we're giving our family our our leftovers or nothing at all. I would say um, you know, another one which is a, you know, a big one obviously is if, you know, someone like let's say a neighbor comes to your house and, and comes to your door and you've been grouchy, you've been com- a complete grouch at your house, but then they come to your door and you're like, well, hello, God bless you. How <laughs> yeah. is everything? Oh my goodness. How are the kids? And you're like the sweetest person. And you end up spending 30 minutes talking to this person. What the heck guys? What the heck? That's what I want to say, because it's like, how hurtful would it be to your spouse to see you being this kind generous person with your time and your compliments. And then you close that door and you're just like, I'm going to the room to watch football or I'm, I'm going to go do this thing. You know, it's just hurtful. And it, it's, it's showing like you do have the capacity to be not a jerk and to be nice, but you're not doing it for your spouse because you're like, well, they know I love them, you know, and it's yeah. just, it's just very, very dismissive. That, yeah. And we make the excuse, well, I can just take my filters off with my spouse because right. like this, they just get me for, for who I am. This yeah. is who I am. It's I don't like, know why we're doing accents while we're doing all this. <laughs> right. We yeah. just, oh, I thought you were doing a Joel Osteen I, impression a minute I ago. Doing, You're like, I don't know who God that was. bless you. Hello. How are you? you? Do, and I, I, was, I was like, is I, that Joel? This That's is a, just Southern hospitality, I think. Well, but like, I, I just, I don't know why the exits come out, but you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. We're we're trying to start doing voiceover work on the side, and this is our audition tape. That oh, I could never. Do, you actually legit could do that. You're really good at accents, but oh, uh, you know. stop, stop. I want to be as friendly as you. Remember that our our, our old, old neighbor that we come over. Oh my gosh, you do do his accent. It's like the most charming thing. Yeah, I, a pure like pure quintessentially Georgia. Georgia. Came over and he was. It, it, like I, I would just be mesmerized. He'd be like, "Well, hello, Dave. His name is Mister Cole Pepper, and I'm just welcoming you to the neighborhood." And I'm just like, I just want to hear you talk all it's, day. It's the most beautiful, so slow as molasses, southern so, so accent soothing. ever. Yes, but hard to be hard to be in a bad mood hearing Mister Cole Pepper talk. Right, I don't and, have to say that. And so. Why not talk to your spouse in a way that makes them hard to be in a bad mood, right? <laughs> right. Like that's where we're trying to land this. Find this, your inner this plan. Mr. Culpepper. Right. That <laughs> talk in a way that's soothing. Right. Kind in the book of Ephesians 4:32 says, be kind, forgiving, and tender-hearted to one another. How would your words sound differently? Right. If that were tender-hearted, just underline that one in your Bible. Right. If we were really tender-hearted with each other, not sharp, not just always moody and edgy. This doesn't mean we can't ever be in a bad mood or we can't express the full range of, of our, our feelings to one another. But what if we said, let's let's make it our goal to to give the best of ourselves. Right. Let's try to 
to be joyful with each other, to be tender with each other, to be patient with each other. Right. You know, like First Corinthians 13, the, the love chapter in the Bible, love is patient and kind. Well, let our words then be patient and kind. I mean, if love is all those things, go down that list. If 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 I'm not doing those things in my words, then and right. in my attitudes toward my spouse, right? Then am I really showing them love? Exactly. And so if you're if you're watching this and listening to this, and you're like, okay, I you know I feel convicted. Like I feel like I've I, I'm kind of caught in this dynamic where I'm used to giving my spouse my leftovers, and you're thinking like, how do I turn this around? And I would tell you, I would start with prayer. Uh, you know, Dave mentioned being tenderhearted. And the best way to take a, a maybe hardened heart to a tender heart is God. And I would even venture to say the only way. I mean, really, mm-hmm. the only way is asking the Lord to make your heart tender again. And He can. And and, and just, you know, if you know these kind of uh, trigger points of the day where you tend to be a grouch, start praying right before you know that time is coming. And we all have them. Like, I've shared on here before, I am... I am not a morning person. Like I'm not. And I I specifically, I usually pray at night, but I've started really praying in the morning. And I start every day. And and this isn't necessarily out loud. I mean, pray out loud if you'd like to. But, you know, in my just in my prayers, I'll, I will literally say, you know, this is a day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And then I start praying. And you guys, it's really changed things. I don't know if you've noticed, but have you noticed I'm not as much of a grouch in the morning? I hope you've noticed this. I never think you're a grouch. No, you know, I have been like on the rampage, okay, <laughs> for years. <laughs> so, you peak, I mean, I would say it's when not I say your, rampage, I mean like just kind of. It's not your uh, favorite time right. of day. But no, you know what? Now that you say think that, think about it. It's been probably about a couple months I've been specifically doing that. And the reason I just was like, you know, I don't want, I don't want to make that excuse anymore, you know, because I'm really not a morning person. I'm really not. And I used to always be like, oh, I got to have my coffee. But I was like, what if? What if I just get my mind and heart in the right place? You know, I mean, I'm always praying at night, but I mean, there's nothing that says you can't, you know, pray in the morning. Like it, there's no, yeah, you know, I mean, you can pray all day long if you'd like to. And I just really, it's made a notable difference in how I see the day and how I talk to the kids and how I talk to to Dave because I was prepping for the school year. I mean, honestly, you know, we were able to sleep in a little bit. And in you the know summer. what? It was a really smooth start. It was to the a really year. smooth start. M- maybe the most, the, the best one we've had of exactly. all these years of of, uh, of school. Exactly. And I wonder if I was, you know, our, our mornings many times would be kind of stressful. And I think that I was giving you kind of my my leftovers, so to speak, in the morning. And like, say, I was like, well, maybe I can say it this way. I was withholding my best from you guys in the morning and really chalking it up to just excusing it, like saying, well, I'm just not a morning person. But I think that, you know, I I think that we feed off each other's energy and I think I was having that negative energy and the kids, you know, feel it too. And so we don't even realize the kind of power we hold just in, in what we're putting out to those we love the most. And, and it's like, I think so many times, and I'm, I've been guilty of this many times, we do make excuses and we just chalk it up to them knowing that we love them. But you guys, that's not giving them our best, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And yes, they know. I mean, hopefully they do because you tell them all the time and you show them all the time. But we still need to do better. And I was really challenging myself over this, especially with the morning thing. And uh, and maybe that's you. But I would just say, you know, try praying before you know you're going to maybe be having a case of the grouchies. You know, maybe it's on your ride home from work. You've had a hard day. Maybe you listen to worship music and you pray. Or maybe you don't listen to anything. And you just talk to God and you say, God, 
I want to give my family my best. This day has been a lot, you know, it's been really hard. I'm exhausted, but can you just help my heart stay soft? And I'm telling you, it will really turn things around. It will. Man, that is a good word, guys. I I can't think of a better better way to end this conversation than that because that is, that's just powerful. I mean, and it really does remind us that we have so much more control than we realize once we give it all to God and say, Lord, just give me the strength to be at my best. Yeah. And give my best to you, Lord, and give my best to my family, and to enter every moment of the day with that kind of attitude. And this is the day the Lord's made. Right. I'm going to rejoice, be glad in it, be the best spouse I can be. And um, yeah, that's a good challenge for me. I'm, I'm like, my mind's spinning about ways that I can do that more effectively and intentionally. So thank you, sweetie, for sharing that. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. And as always, um, you guys can can find us at... Um, Dave and Ashley Willis on Instagram. We're no longer answering questions at the end of these episodes the way that we've done in the past because every Wednesday we've got a brand new, it's actually not even brand new anymore, but it still feels new to me. Still feels new. Hump Day Q&A, episodes that are going to drop every Wednesday just specifically to answer one of your questions. And so you can still send us questions as always at nakedmarriagepodcast.com or on Instagram at Dave and Ashley Willis. And we might answer one of yours in a Hump Day Q&A. Uh, But in the meantime, you can always go to exomarriage.com and get the latest on all that's happening with the ministry. And we appreciate you guys so much. So God bless. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.